welcome to episode 45 of the In General Podcast, brought to you by Jurassic Outpost. My name's Jack, and I'm joined with Chris. Hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going today? Good, man. How are you? Pretty good. And I'm also joined with Jurassic Collectibles. Hey, man. Hey, guys. Hey. How you doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad. How are you both doing? Very good, man. Yeah, Very good. Doing pretty good. Um, cool. I mean, yeah, just before we came on, we were talking about the new casting. So I, I, I'm feeling pretty excited for Jurassic World 2, I'll be honest right now. Yeah. I'm, mm. I've, I've, got a good, I've got a good pump going. This is going to be good. This is exciting. The news is actually really beginning to flow. And it's been marked by the social media accounts awakening. You know, the official social media accounts and the websites and everything has slowly started to shift into gear. <sighs> Yeah, and uh, it's nice to finally see some action on their behalf. Yeah, ab- absolutely. It's been quiet since the movie came out. Yeah, like it, abs- entirely quiet. It's kind of been absurd how quiet w- it was. And um, so let's get the sad stuff out of the way first. So we know that Jake Johnson is not returning for Jurassic World Two. Not that I really expected. Him I, to. I mean, I loved in him. Fact, he was I one of my favorite. My mind. <laughs> he was one of my favorite little bits of Jurassic World. I wouldn't want him in the sequel. That would have felt shoehorned in. Like the only the only way that I thought they may bring him back is that at the end of the film he's like somebody's got to stay behind and I kind of got the impression that he's staying on the island, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> no girlfriend. Um, I'm just staying here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, he he basically just tweeted when somebody asked. He mm-hmm. was like, from what I hear, uh, Lowry will not be in the sequel. So, That'd be hilarious if they did a Jumanji. Yeah, just, what year is he's it? There in rags. <laughs> Just come back. That would be He's great. Still there in the same room. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> oh Chris, you dressed up as. Uh, oh you yeah, up as yeah. I, I did. You know, it was funny. I went to. I, I honestly, I threw it together because I was going to a big party, like a big. I don't remember that night at all. Literally, I woke up God knows where. Um, but yeah, just just to point out for the listeners, I like Chris actually messaged uh, me and Assis and said, um, "If I tweet something bad, <laughs> or, dr- or was it if I tweet drunk?" If I drunk tweet, text me and tell me to delete it. <laughs> I, I was waiting, man. I was waiting for I, those drunk tweets. I, yeah, no, I, I managed to refrain, I guess. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I dressed up as Lowry, and I was like, it was just a last-minute thing. I'm like, people are not going to know who I am. Like, they're just not going to know. Everyone's like, you're the guy from Jurassic World. Oh, my God, it's perfect. I'm like, wow, it worked. That's good, man. Yeah, I was going to ask if anybody knows. Yeah, you. like, everyone knew. They're like, oh, my God, you're the guy. No one knew his name, obviously, but they're like, you're, you're the guy from New Girl who's on Jura- in Jurassic World. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like That's yeah, great, man. yeah, it worked. Yeah, I actually got a costume. I'm not just a guy dressed normally, sort of, with a geeky shirt and a shirt over it. No, I- I'm in a costume, just like everybody else. I was going to do Alan Grant, actually, but I couldn't find a hat that was acceptable enough to yeah, wear. Yeah, you need a denim blue yeah. shirt. Oh, I have the uh, shirt, believe it or not. Oh, um, nice. Man. Yeah, I have, but did I have you, the David, shirt. did you dress up for Halloween? No, no, I didn't. Um, we we had our, our baby last year, and I, I was thinking maybe we were going to dress up our baby as something Jurassic Park related. But oh, yeah, cool. no, I didn't, I didn't actually take part in any Halloween celebrations this year. It really just fell silent on me. I don't know why. I just kind of missed it. Well, we live um, in Britain, man. Britain doesn't really celebrate like the Americans. It's a yeah, no, no. We love Halloween over right here. Yeah, I mean, I, I usually love it, and I've dressed up. I've done some really elaborate costumes in the past, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think I would have liked to have done one of the blow-up T-Rex costumes that yes. are now. Yeah, I, that's brilliant, man. If I could have got one, I would have showed up in that. You know, believe it or not, this is the first Halloween I've ever dressed up as a character. Like, I've never dressed up as a character from a movie. I've always done, like, yeah, cool. really elaborate, like, make-my-own-costume types. <laughs> Just a ghost. I'm a ghost. 
Just throw a white she on, man. What are you? I'm a ghost. I'm a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I've never done a, a character. No, I've never dressed up as anything from Jurassic Park. And it, it, it occurred to me, I'm like, all these years I've been such a big fan of Jurassic Park. Never done it. I mean, I've done like an orc from Lord of the Rings where I like sculpted my face and painted it. That was when I was like 13 or something. I don't know. But yeah, I've done all these things. And You've dressed up as a furnace? I've dressed up as a furnace. That? Dressed up as a Ghostbuster. That, no, you were young during that. You were, what, yeah. like five or something? Something That was like that. definitely Home Alone related, right? I, I don't know. got to be Home Alone that spurred that on. D- does he dress I want to up- be the scary furnace from Home Alone. Was there a... <laughs> oh, I wonder. It's got to be. I man. wonder. I, you know what? I don't know. Because why the hell out. would you choose a furnace? I don't know. I don't know. But my mom <laughs> she knocked it out of the park then. She, I said I wanted to be a furnace. She said... Okay, I'll make you a furnace costume. All right, and it, my it weird little boy. Good. And the funniest <laughs> thing is, you see the great door on it with the flames in it. That door, yeah. it was actually it opened, and that's where I can bring in my. I had a like a bag in there that I wore over my body, and that's where I, <laughs> I would open it up and then grab the Halloween candy and put it inside there, and then run away. <laughs> so I had it that's all stored a, inside, and that was a really that's a wintry, very supportive parent. I think it's sign of a very good yeah. parent. Just going, I was just a, going, yeah, okay. I was a spider once, I think. I think she, like, built me a thing where, like, there are, like, little strings attached to all my many arms so they all would come up and... Yeah, I was a spider. Uh, but, yeah, I've never done a dinosaur or a Jurassic Park character. I'm just looking at your Lowry. <laughs> Lowry. Lowry. Now. You got the glasses nailed as well. Yeah, no, I I just walked into a Spirit Halloween store and literally they were there. And I was like... That's the furnace. I'm like... <laughs> That's so good, man. <laughs> It's so sweet. <laughs> I've always wanted to do Nedry in a good way, like get a really big fat suit or something, and, and yeah, do, that would be fun. Do a proper Nedry, that'd be brilliant. Nedry would be fun. Does anybody uh, sort of or something? <laughs> um, so let's talk about casting or or something. Let's or the website. What, what do we want to talk about? Maybe first? the website. Cause let's let's end yeah. on, let's end on the really fun stuff. David, what have you have you been on JurassicWorld.com? Yes, yeah, so I question. saw the images when you guys were posting them on, on Twitter and I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, I don't know how big they expected that to be or whether they're just sort of slowly updating the website and then like us as fans just kind of happened across that, and like, whoa, look at all this new stuff. Well, Chris seems to think thought. that it was sort of almost accidental, right? Like, yeah, it yeah. Kind of, because some of the some of the there's so many errors. Like mm. it's it's awesome. Don't get us wrong. It is really awesome. I love the new site. Mm. Um, I love that they've expanded. I mean, it's better on mobile than it is on PC. It's that good a site, but yeah, there's some errors. Yeah. There's some spelling. It. There's some dinosaur names that are named wrong. I mean, there's like, did you know um, Nash was killed by a spinosaurus? It's like, was he? Like, yeah, no. It very much. I think in this is the thing you've got to realize. These websites, they're not, they're not done in house at Universal. In the case of JurassicWorld.com. I, I'm almost certain that it's a, a studio called Trailer Park that is doing all this. Still doing yeah. it, yeah. And uh, you've got to well, realize the thing... they, they um, I mean, they, they're not Jurassic Park ex- experts. You know, they're working on all these different franchises. And they've done a beautiful, beautiful job with this website. But it, it's, I don't believe Universal has an in-house team to write content and to generate content. So it's not that surprising that things like creating the Intel pages are struggling 
because they just don't have the people, the teams, the minds to make things like that happen yet. I think all they got to do is is just send a little email to the outpost and just say, "Hey, Jack and Chris, um, what are you guys up to? Because we've got this website, but we need some content. Uh, we need some fans." And we'll be like, "Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we can fit that in." Uh, yeah, you know, I, I suppose since you asked, but I'll no, I'll check my diary. Yeah. And I'll, you know, we'll fly over and, and we'll see what happens, man. But the reality <laughs> it could is- just be. Go on, Chris. I was going to say, the reality is this website is beautiful, and yeah, but gorgeous. it needs to, you need a collaboration of these really great marketing people, and you need a collaboration of you know the fiction and story people and the content creators and the content generators. You need them to work together, because when you have these industry experts, you know these really, really established people to make a beautiful website like this, then working with the people that know the franchise and maybe have the outlandish ideas that they wouldn't think of, but then you bring them together, you can have such an amazing collaboration. And that's, I think, what needs to happen to move forward to really mm. allow like Jurassic World and all of its its greater network of social media, marketing, expanded universe for it to really live up to its potential. You've got to bring a lot of these different talents and minds together. Definitely. It's, but it, it's but an it... interesting move for them to make, I thought. Like, if you were to just think, oh, yeah, they're just upja- updating the website arb- arbitrarily, they're just putting up new pictures. Or is it a case of there's content that's coming up in the new film that requires maybe just a tiny bit of knowledge about the history Ooh. of the whole series and also the characters that were involved. I think that's um, you're right. Yeah, man. it's got to play some part because they've never really paid. You know, they've never really like recalled back to the original trilogy. And I'm thinking Jurassic Site World B because there's a lot of stuff from Site B on mm-hmm. it, and I'm you know there's also stuff from Jurassic Park three, but that's that's Site B as well. So I'm kind of wondering if you know maybe that's where we're going in this next chapter it, it is kind of funny because you know jack and i have speculated the same thing in the past we've kind of talked like do you think sorna's coming back and it's it it would be really interesting to see if that happened and i, I definitely I, I do agree i mean i mean i'm not sure if that's exactly what the website means Mm. But I, I not exact. I don't exactly think you're completely off beat there as well. I mean, I think it's important to realize the franchise is now underneath the Jurassic World branding for the time being, and I think they mm. finally wanted to kind of unify it and bring it all together because it is a franchise. You know, Jurassic World is Jurassic Park four, and even though the Jurassic World branding is taking over, at least for Jurassic World two and three, it, it's it's uh... <laughs> Lex Murphy occupation child yeah (laughs) Hmm. just just when i saw like it's same with tim i'm just like that's what like i I don't know yeah no it's it's, i I think my point uh my favorite thing about this i was it's so typical i'll I'll explain this to everyone that that reads jurassic outpost it seems that the news hits any news about the the sequels and stuff seems to hit the day that i have left a computer so i mm. you know i woke up it was 6 a.m i was getting on my flight leaving for london <laughs> chris and assis it was late for them and they were freaking out jurassicworld.com had just been updated and i was like it's so typical i'm about to leave signal you know and fly to the uk you fly away <laughs> it's just it's always i can never write it up i can never like indulge myself i was like screenshotting stuff on my phone and all the new images are amazing yeah no, all the so images good. we've not seen of of people in Jurassic Park they seem like some of them are proper you know professional set mm, pictures mm. it makes you and wonder how like many a website exist. builder go on Chris sorry uh, I just said it makes you wonder how many more exist like they're just probably all sitting on mm. like a, a server that's exactly what I was thinking yeah because like, if you're a website 
builder, they're basically just going to give them a repository of high-resolution mm -hmm. stills, and then they go do with it what you will. Exactly. And they've selected the ones that they want to use on the web, so there must be a massive repository of all these high-resolution stills. Absolutely, right? yeah. Um, which is, you know, it's pretty cool in itself. Just going back to the Lost World point, it, something I got thinking about was, you know, if, if it does indicate a direction towards um, the Lost World, it echoes with the fact that this is a darker, grittier sequel to go back to that island to have the echoes of it. And also mm. to do stuff that they did in Jurassic World that worked really effectively going back to the visitor center, but doing the same in the world of the Lost World. So going back, maybe finding the wreckage of the trailer at the bottom of a beach. doing Doing the same treatment that they've done because Jurassic World worked really effectively so maybe doing the same treatment, but, you know, harking back to that chapter, which is also a very, you know, for a lot of people, they still really love that movie. Absolutely. I mean, I love The Lost World. I will say people are probably a little less nostalgic about it unless people mm. know the references. So you can't necessarily rely on the references as much. But not only no. The Lost World, I mean, I, I, I love The Lost World and I love the visuals and the style of it a lot more than Jurassic Park 3. But um, it, the they're both on Sorna, and uh, you know, there's there's been a lot of speculation. Yeah. What if you know, you know, in 2001 during Jurassic Park three, Mizrani Global they owned Engine. So what if they were right. on Sorna back then? You know, what if the Spinosaurus was a yeah. Mizrani Global Engine owned creation? Exactly. And, it, there, and there's and a chance to explore two, that. Yeah, you've got two generations there as well. People who remember the Lost World and people who remember Jurassic Park three. But if you if you make nods to both of those because they're both on site B, then you're actually pulling in a bigger audience because there's like people who remember the Lost World and then there's people who remember Jurassic Park three. So you know that's yeah. it's kind of like a no brainer really to do. And like Colin said to us, there's there's now people that obviously grew up with Jurassic World, yeah, who don't know the yeah. original trilogy. Yeah, exactly. And will now have the chance to explore and, it. and yeah, exactly. Expand it, it at this older product that they want to sell again and again and again. So they're like, right, we point, we've made one film that points back at chapter one. Let's do another film that points back at the other two yeah. because then we'll sell those as well. Do you see what? Yeah, I mean? no, that's that's good speculation. And on man, top that's... of that, it kind of unifies the franchise because all the films they are yeah. canonically con connected. But there are times where sometimes the bigger story beats that they hint at, I mean, again, to harken back to the Spinosaurus, it's like they're never really explored. And there's a lot of opportunity there to kind of say, well, what was, in you know, makes me wonder what else Engine's been up to. Well, that's a really cool question, but you don't answer it. And maybe this is finally a chance, you know, when Colin said that they uh, opted for the research facility sign rather than the East Dock sign to show that there's more to the history than we know about. I mean, I think that the sequel to Jurassic World might really be exploring the idea there's a lot more than you know about. This is how it all connects. These are the things that were happening. But I think it's yeah. important that it moves the story forward because mm. I, I think that judging by the Hawaii news, uh, it's safe to say the movies are back on the islands. They're going yeah. back to something. Yeah, I, mm. I, and I think it sounds mm. like they're going to be mainly on the islands, but I think it's important that Jurassic Park 3 finally, I mean Jurassic World 3, finally Two. steps away from it. So uh, I, yeah. I, I do think that whatever the greater story of the sequel is, even though we might be revisiting the past, I think it's going to be moving things forward in an unprecedented way, and I think it's going to have a mm. better reason to revisit the past. I think it would be odd not to go back to Site B as well, because if you 
stepped away from the islands completely now, there's definitely a weird feeling of like, well, are all those dinosaurs still alive? <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, as well. There's definitely a feeling of like you need to come full circle and and finish off that bit of, of Jurassic mm -hmm. Park history as well before you move on. And you need like, a good reason a lot more to be off the islands. Well. You need to have a believe. I mean, these are dinosaur movies. You need a really good believable reason to have dinosaurs mm. off the islands because the movies, while they left room for them to be off the islands, there might be other facilities elsewhere where they're breeding dinosaurs. The thing is, they never established that. And suddenly opening yeah. up and just being like, surprise, there's dinosaurs elsewhere. Like, and he, we're just going to spend our entire movie there. It's kind of like, okay, I guess I can believe it, but it's not necessarily rewarding or satisfying, and it doesn't necessarily feel like a natural evolution of the story. And mm -hmm. I, I think it's mm -hmm. important to progress the story in a uh, in a way that feels right, you know? Mm. And I think there's a lot of room for that. I, and I'm You know, this could also be leading to, I mean, as you said, they want to sort of, it's like they want to resell... Well, the original yeah, trilogy this exactly. could be leading to an expanded um uh, a new blu-ray release you know yeah. get them back on well you yeah. know well, i mean that's, and that's the whole features. intention of any sequel franchise is that it should point back to the original and help them resell the original product that's you know that's the aim with any sequel well, so now you've got this gap of like oh well we could point back to those to those two films as well and, and you know recoup some more profit so it's kind of a no-brainer in terms of you yeah know, universal i mean if i'm being honest jack we've been hearing we've talked about this before in the past we've been hearing a lot of buzz for like the past year and a half that uh 2017 is going to have a classic jurassic theme um i, yeah. I, I don't know what happened to raptor squad i think raptor squad might have went the way of the dodo um but i think hey. i think classic jurassic is uh sticking around and uh that that kind of does make sense i i think it's you know, we're coming up on the 25th anniversary of Jurassic Park, and there's a lot of room. Well, next year is the 20th of uh, Lost, Lost World. World. Yeah. Um, well, so and let's also... hope that Universal do something for that. Dude, I, yeah. You know, mm. Being the best movie that's ever been made, it would make sense for them to. And it know... also, if you've got the if you've got the second film pointing at those two that they haven't covered nostalgically yet in the film, and then you've got the marketing doing classic stuff that's pointing back to the first film, then you've got basically marketing all three films mm -hmm. earlier earlier in the trilogy that kids won't know about at the yeah, same time. True, yeah. So now, it's like we're marketing everything at the same time. I, I won't lie in don't, this is like, I, I feel bad because I sound a little bit like a jerk, but in the case of Universal, I'm not sure if I'd really, really want to push new new people to the Jurassic Park 3 because like if they love Jurassic World they're going to go back and watch Jurassic Park and it's a different era of a movie but they're going to love it it's a good movie and they're going to watch The Lost World and they'll probably like it but Jurassic Park 3 I don't know like if I go on those movies I still like, think it sells though I, I wouldn't still think push they'll want to sell it I wouldn't push it as hard as the first Jurassic Park I think is what I'm saying I think that there's a better chance for them to really focus on Jurassic Park and then kind of nod towards the Lost World and nod towards Jurassic Park 3 even a little bit less. I mean, we could see the Spinosaurus. Yeah. That's, you know, that, that's one thing that could happen. And I don't think, you know, people would go, oh my God, I hate Jurassic Park 3 so much that I don't want to see the Spinosaurus No, I mean, again. I didn't like Jurassic Park 3, but I wouldn't mind seeing the Spinosaurus again. I, I think people would love that. So I think it would be cool. You or know, the, the I mean, hell, the raptors that were, you know, the Sorna yeah. raptors. That you could have the long Park. grass, you know, the, yeah. the set piece, the long grass. You could have that, you know, anywhere. And as long as they use the long grass, it would still be a nod to... Mm -hmm. Yeah, a nod to the 
best movie ever made. So let's talk about um, the other thing that you found on here, Chris. The uh, countdown? Through a, a hidden page. Yeah, the countdown. I'm it actually it I'm on the page down. right now. Yeah, it's, yeah, what is the page? I was traveling, man. <laughs> what is the page? Uh, test-count-homepage-blog. Link me, man. <laughs> link me. Okay, hold Copy on. and paste. <laughs> let's see. I'm sending it, it in yeah, this I, chat. I really like the site. If Universal are listening, obviously, we used to go on about them being our biggest fans on the podcast. But um, if they are listening, yeah, the site is fantastic. No, it, it really is. So This is what people wanted to see. You know, some, some just actual coverage of the franchise that we love. So when mm. I found the countdown page, I think when I first found the website, it was at uh, 17 days. And then, like, two days later, it went down to 10 days. And then it this went up. This is the teaser trailer, isn't it? I, no, I think it's too soon for that. I think it might be like maybe they'll do like a logo reveal or a title reveal through the website. Yeah, I think it's a general countdown. They yeah. must have been testing because it's it's, not, it's counting have, up and it's glitchy as hell. They're probably going to put one on for Jurassic World two release day, and they'll yeah. have one. You know, oh, the Blu-rays, a new Blu-ray set is coming out maybe, on this date. Yeah. So I think it's just a general, but it's a cool looking countdown. Do you remember the Jurassic Park three teaser trailer that basically showed you nothing, which is the shot one? Yeah, loved it. Loved it. Wasn't Still that about that. a year before? The yeah, thing came you don't out. get that teaser trailers when like the that DVD anymore. came out. That was when the Lost World and JP came out on DVD. Yeah. They released um, that I, I think they could do something like that. But they I don't know. could. I just don't know if they would. You just for some reason you they really should. don't get teasers like that anymore. Um, this is cool. Um, well, you got one for Rise of the uh, Duh, War of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, true. That but we I mean, we're going to get like a real that. trailer probably this month. Like it's well, not hope, that early for Jurassic World. 2, yes, they, the War they of the Planet of the Apes one was an interesting one because that yeah. was just literally just one shot holding on and they could do something similar couldn't they where it's just like you know a raptor yeah. claw or something just, just all they nut. need is the shot of a uh, muddy ground right a puddle yeah that's kind of reflective and all you can it's just fixed on this on this 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 puddle i bet this is all gonna you be can the hear is rumbling <laughs> yeah. you can hear the the rainforest around them you can hear rumbling something runs through the screen something small with legs then a few more things you know some compies run past and then you hear this big Boom! Come that's from. a way to reveal the logo. It, come it, from it could be the title reveal. Yeah, well. yeah, that's the way to reveal the title yeah, and the logo. Yeah, you do like yeah, an old school yeah. teaser. Trailer. I think that's probably what it is. I think that's it's either the title reveal or a teaser trailer that does that. I hope. Yeah. I mean, I the thing is, you've got to hire people to do that. You have to plan it in advance, and I mean, what they've got to do is they've got to write to the Jurassic Outpost website. They've got to say, "Hey, Jack and Chris, what are you up to?" <laughs> Would you like to do a teaser trailer for? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I I suppose I can make some time to do that. Let sure. me check my diary. Let, let I'll me try. see. <laughs> let me see what I got going on. Um... <laughs> no, I think it's cool. It's cool. There's a countdown. I like that. It, it, all that it really shows is that the site's going to be bigger. Yeah, there's going to be way more features. And um... also, if you type in uh, JurassicWorld.com/slash/shop, there's a shop page that is currently not oh. linked on the website, but it exists. Mm. What can you buy? Uh, oh, Blu-rays cool. at the moment. Cool. But yeah, it it exists. It's not. It's not linked. I might buy the Lost World while I'm here. Add to basket. There we go. No, no, I'm, I'm kidding. There's also not a login. Again. There's a login page. Um, yeah. If you go to JurassicWorld.com/slash/user/slash/login. See now they've got all the all the films here up for sale, and I know that's like 
it's it's just funny that like up till now we, it's been very much predominantly Jurassic World stuff. They could have put the Jurassic World Blu-ray, then T-shirts, then Jurassic World toys. Let's say on this page, the shop page, mm-hmm. but they've got the whole trilogy. Yeah, no, I, I think that it's fair to say that the uh, whole trilogy. This is going to be about the entire franchise. JurassicWorld.com will be about the entire tra- franchise. About informing mm. yourself about news about everything about the franchise and all their extended events. Uh, whatever Jurassic World 2 is called, I'm sure there'll be, like, let's just pretend like it is called Ancient Futures. Then I'm sure the movie website will be ancientfuturesmovie.com. Yeah. But, like, and have you seen the community page? Have you clicked on yes. the community page? So, yeah. So you've got people all dressed up as characters from the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just to point out, uh, JurassicWorld.com forward slash user forward slash register. It is. Doesn't give you 404, it says access denied. Access denied, yep. <laughs> and, uh, Interesting. Another thing is originally the little tab that says events, it originally just said exhibition. So originally the events page was just for the exhibition. And now it's events plural, which means there's probably going to be more things than just the exhibition coming up eventually. Uh, yeah, I like it. It just It just shows that but I can see what you mean. It seems like maybe it's if it's Trailer Park, there's sort of there's there's a bit of, almost a bit of miscommunication between Trailer Park and Universal. It's kind of it's not a, not a half-assed job by any means, but you know. Well, they just probably don't have people to write these facts. You know, they look at the, they watch the Lost World, they see this long-necked dinosaur, and they're like, oh, that's the Apatosaurus from Jurassic World, isn't it? And then that, <laughs> yeah. that's what happens, and it's obviously not an Apatosaurus. It's how do you pronounce yeah. that? And Mem- I think it's Mem- a work in progress. Is that how you pronounce yeah. it, Mamachiosaurus? Um, yeah. You think after all my years of like studying and working at the museum, I would know how to pronounce dinosaur names, but <laughs> I still struggle. You'd think, you'd think, <laughs> but there are too many of them, and they're too complicated. While Loving. we're still on the topic of, of websites, do you remember you guys talked in a past podcast about the Lost World, the old website that was <laughs> still active? Yeah. And I made a tweet about the fact that they had, if you if you delve deeper, there was a little bit of audio of the full scene where Hammond is talking to Ian Malcolm about his proposal in the lost world. And, oh yeah. Yeah. And the audio is the full scene like before it was cut. So you can hear, Whoa, no way. Yeah. You can hear the in scene audio <laughs> and it's like, it's got extra, it's got more, more wordage in there. So, um, oh, cool dude. Send that my way, man. Yeah. Um, I made a tweet about it. A while yeah. Ago. You know what? I think I downloaded it when you tweeted it and then it was like, a weird, yeah. it was a weird file and I don't think I ever got around to like opening it. It was a quick we put time. that on, um, I put that on the website recently on the deleted scenes. I put about the extended scene. I didn't know you could listen to it. That's great. Yeah. It was, it was the audio of the scene that they would have recorded on set. And obviously they did, um, they dubbed over the top and did, you know, clearer dialogue, but this was like the original scene dialogue and it had extra, you know, extra bits. in. Uh, yeah. I need to listen to that. That's cool. So let's talk about the casting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the new, uh, in fact, we'll, we'll get it out of the way. So Tom Holland, who is the new Spider-Man is just announced that he has a six movie deal with Marvel classic. <laughs> um, he was asked in an interview if there's any other directors he wants to work with. And then uh, he mentioned that he wants to work with Bayona again, obviously work with Bayona on the impossible. And the interviewer asked Jurassic World, perhaps, and he replied, we had a chat one time. I don't know if I'm available for it, but there is a role there. But he probably won't be able to do it. Uh, and based on... So that this you know, is what can lead us... facts together. This is what can lead us to talking about the role of Clint, which is currently casting. Yeah. Um, based on the description of Clint that we've read, 
uh, it seems like Tom Holland would have been going for that role. So, do you want to read out the description, Greg? Uh, sure. Uh, Clint is a 20-something charismatic male technician with a certain apathetic sense of unsure of himself and the situation he is in. Um, he's he's kind of not exactly thrilled about yeah. being in a... I'm trying to think of a character in the trilogy that um, that would have been like... Um, uh, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of a, a character in Jurassic Park. That, I mean, because obviously you've you've got Tim, but he's very yeah, young. yeah, exactly. Um, he, he's he's more. We haven't really had the the 20 year old. Yeah, and I I'm thinking that he's on the younger side. I'm betting that they're going to end up casting somebody on a little bit of an older side of the role. Uh, not necessarily. I Hopefully. don't think they're necessarily looking for someone young and fresh faced as Tom Holland. Not that they're completely opposed to it. I just don't think they're going for the young pretty boy look or whatever. I think they're just going for the twenty something, you know, fresh out, you know, fresh into your first career. And oh my god, why am I dealing with dinosaurs? Thrown yeah, into the like base, may, yeah. you know, when you have a sense like if I were hiring a technician. If I were bringing in a technician in a situation that would have dinosaurs, I would probably, you know, go to somebody who maybe, like, served in the Army Reserve or something like that, that uh, at least was properly trained, you know, maybe did that for a few years. Yeah. I I don't know if that's the case at all, at all, but... I don't know. That that's maybe my, that's my speculation. I mean, what, what do you think from? Well, it's interesting. I think, um, yeah, I, I don't. I think they probably had a chat with him just because Bayona's worked mm-hmm. with him before. He's a good actor. You know, he's, he's they they could have made quite, it work for him. He's quite popular, so they, yeah, they could have made. And it he's work, twenty. I think, yeah, I think they'll go to someone slightly older. I do hope so yeah. anyway, because this has the potential to be, um, you know, not somebody like Jake Johnson, but somebody who who's got a. I, a pre-established audience that, that that's quite niche because it's quite a niche role, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's, I hope that it's a little more subtle than it sounds. And I think it could be an absolutely fantastic and subtle role. Um, yeah, I don't want somebody running around screaming and yeah, no, no, freaking out. You know? Yeah, I, I don't want the I don't want the humor too 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 blunt. I guess is the word because Jurassic Park it had a lot of humor and it was super super subtle. It was like kind of like you didn't laugh right away and then you go. <laughs> like you know th- there were funny scenes but like a lot of the jokes like spoken jokes in that movie were more of like clever rather than yeah like... but and they're, and they're in a, t- a very tense environment yeah. so it, it it's it's almost like the characters don't want to laugh but it's like yeah for for one second there's a bit of humanity there yeah so let's 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 get rid of him anyway so toby jones and rafe spall <laughs> yeah is uh <laughs> have been announced as joining well they're in talks to join Jurassic World 2 now basically means they've signed it's just yeah. it's Hollywood talk early days um, but this is fantastic this is this is two two cast members that I never would have expected to be in a Jurassic movie but now it's all I want to see Toby Jones is amazing he's so unique and um, yeah Rafe Spall 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 in fact <laughs> let me google this how to pronounce Spall, isn't it? Like Timothy Spall. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking Spall. 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 Well, hang on. There's a uh, audio description here. How to pronounce? This could be good. The sweetest sound in the world is the person's own name. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Rafi. Rafi? Yes. No. Rafi. Rafi Spall? Rafi Spall? Apparently the American English um, way of saying R-A-F-E is Rafi. Oh, come on. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. That's going to get What about the British way? Well, anyway, these are two British actors, right? Yes. Um, Which is very interesting. Um, Yeah, now, I mean... Obviously, probably means nothing. He he is... um, Rafi has played multiple um, American uh, characters I, I mean, in, in I don't movies think, and TV shows, so it doesn't I don't think there's anything. any real reason to make them lose the accent, though. I mean, this is a franchise that, you know, it's most of these movies have taken place in the middle of, you know, the islands that aren't, you know, they're not the United States, they're not, you know, anywhere. They're off the coast of Costa Rica, and uh, so they can have whatever accent that they actually have. I don't think there's any reason yeah. to make them sound American, unless it turns out they're related to, like, an American character that's already been established. So I wouldn't be surprised if they keep their accents. There's no reason not to. But let's talk about these actors. Yeah. Let's talk, what has Toby Jones been in? Um, so probably a lot of people are going to recognize him from the Captain America films. He played... Yeah, he was in the... Um, he was the... He played the little squirrely evil scientist, uh, Dr. Zola. And it, who was in the first one? He was right? in the first second. one and the second one. Okay. I don't, yeah, you've yeah, got to he, kind he, of think, like, what are they looking at in his oh, you know, portfolio that makes them think, oh, we'd be good for this. Well, then that's probably because he played the role of Dobby the house elf, or at least he played the voice in Harry Potter. So you think he's going to play a little weird dinosaur thing? <laughs> Just a human... Oh, finally, we're getting our human dinosaurs. No. Does <laughs> will be thrilled? Or I don't, I don't know. Oh, Does it cease like that or not like that right now? I don't know. I, I wondered if it was interesting them hiring them as a pair because I think timing is important. Like, you have roles that you need to fill for the script because mm-hmm. maybe you've invented these characters. And the fact that they're at the same time makes me think that they're either part of the same group or they're they're important to each other. It, yeah, it is. Somehow. That, that is possible. We know that his... Uh, Brothers, man. Toby definitely. Jones' name is allegedly Wheaton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so who was it who said this uh, on Twitter? It was Jeff um, Snyder, I believe. Uh, yeah, for, who writes? He for... writes for Mashable now, but he has oh, a history. He was on. Um, at, yeah, I think he worked at Variety once upon a time, and then he worked right, at first first showing. Yeah, uh, the rap. But uh, he That's has a history of being on the inside loop of the Jurassic franchise. He is someone that broke details he never like spo- he was never like the ones that like broke the story or anything like that but anytime somebody got cast like even if he wasn't the one breaking the casting news his article would give you details about who they were what they were playing every yeah, single time right? and it, people would gloss over people tend to not pay attention but he i've noticed that he tends to be looped in so when the news broke yeah, so he tweeted he, revealed, he tweeted yeah. wheaton and mills which then um sick triceratops mentioned that it sounds like a Cereal, an American cereal company, and I really can't unhear <laughs> on mill <laughs> like. <laughs> but I think uh, I have a feeling. I mean, just just looking at those two names and looking at these pictures, Wheaton's definitely Rafe. Uh, you think? Because yeah. when they yeah, announced Mills it, is way more. I don't know when they announced it. They uh, Toby Jones was first, like in the tweet. It was Toby Jones and Rafe Spall, and then Jeff said Wheaton and Mills. So uh, oh, okay, I'm, so he was he was aligning. I'm it. pretty certain. I mean, he wouldn't elaborate. I asked him to, and he didn't. But he did make a coy comment when the uh, serial comment came in. So I mean, yeah, th- their character names—they are the character names. They might change, but they are the character names. So 
most likely Toby so Jones that, is Wheaton. Most likely Rafi Spall is Mills. So let's talk about um, Rafe. Rafi, Rafi Spall. He was in Rafe. Um, Shaun of the Dead. I think <laughs> it's one of his one of his early works. Uh, a very good British comedy zombie film. An amazing Check, if, movie. Yeah, if, if you it's, haven't it's seen seriously that, then, fantastic. Then, then I love who it. are you? Yeah, it is really funny, Shaun of the Dead. It's like the British version of Zombie. Oh, I. Zombieland is the American version of Shaun of the Dead in a way, with the kind of humor. But uh, he was in that. Um, he was kind of chubby in that, if what I remember correctly. Uh, I don't entirely. He's the guy in the shop. Um, sh- I'm gonna Google it to make sure I'm talking about the right. I usually watch Hot Fuzz if I'm gonna watch one of these films. I've got that on DVD. Hot <laughs> Fuzz is brilliant. Yeah, he's he's chubby in that film. He's fat. He's a fat guy. Huh. But uh, he's not like I've most recently saw him in uh, Black, Black Mirror. Mirror Christmas Special, and then also X and Y, which I think is called something else in America. Yeah, it's called A Brilliant Young Mind. It's a film about um, autism. Um, check it out. It's a it's a really good film. Uh, uh, directed by Morgan Matthews, who is a really good uh, BBC director. Um, but yeah, he was in that. He plays the uh, teacher. Um, I think. Other people will recognize him. He played uh, Milburn in Prometheus, one of the scientists who, uh, obviously spoilers, but if you haven't seen Prometheus, that's, you know, you're, you're yeah, probably I mean, not going to. Prometheus podcast, yeah, you're probably not going to if you haven't seen it already. Um, <laughs> it, 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 uh, he's one of the scientists that get left, like, get separated and left behind, and then the little alien thing comes out, and they touch it, and he's the one who dies. He's not the one that gets turned into an alien. Yeah. Mm. I kind of in my mind, if I were to just look at them and picture what their role would be, I know I'm kind of superimposing my Lost World theory, but I, I kind of see Toby Jones as like, um, like a, an African hunter, like in khaki shorts, mm-hmm. like uh, I don't know why, sort of like an Ajay character, and then okay. like Rafe Spall being like a, I don't know, like a five o'clock shadow guy who's also in khaki like i don't know why but i just get the sort of feeling that that's what they they look i can picture them looking like that basically so i get a vince i get a vince vaughn nick van owen vibe <laughs> from from rafa yeah yeah definitely that's a better way to put it that's exactly oh, oh, we definitely just to confirm we are calling him rafa for the sake of the podcast i'm calling right? him rafe rafe is his name <laughs> yeah, it's definitely rafe but we've all started calling him rafa um, um, we'll have to get him on and ask him yeah, like, what is your name okay thank you you can leave now all right, cheers, man. Let's talk to Toby Jones. Um, um, yeah, no, he, he's a he's a really good actor, though. And I, yeah, I'd see him as a Nick Vano and type character. Yeah, I definitely know. see that for him. For Toby, I, I, you know, at first I was like, oh, great, he's probably type typecast playing like the typical scientist, you know, role that he tends to play. And I, that wouldn't be awful, actually. But that's just imagine that's what I originally imagined. But I'm looking at him, and I could actually see him in a sort of. Ludlowy type of role, like someone pulling, you know, the po- bit of a prick. yeah, kind of yeah, like an asshole who's pulling the pocketbook and kind of making everything happen behind the scenes type of deal. Um, mm. I could I could see that working for him. It would be an interesting role for him because that's not necessarily what he normally plays, and I think that's why I find the idea so rewarding. But also the same goes for if you were a hunter, that's definitely not the type of role that he normally plays. But I do think with Jurassic World two, we're mainly going to see like paramilitary type guys. And scientists. I, I that's. I think it's going to have a lost world feel. Yeah. You know, a group of certain people heading to the island, and there's another group of certain people. 
with another intention. Yeah, I mean, because, okay, so that actually leads me to something. And we can maybe go back to these two guys if we want to. But let, let's it. talk about B.D. Wong real quick. Okay. Um, so. You mean, you mean. Dr. Wu. How do you pronounce that in Bud, Bud, Bud Wong? Yeah, that's how you actually pronounce it. What do you know? Um, <laughs> so, Dr. Wu, B.D. Wong, mm-hmm. someone said, hey, are you returning in Jurassic World 2? It was simply because his <laughs> name wasn't mentioned in the Variety article. Um, yeah. And that's not too surprising uh, either way. But uh, he kind of made a joking tweet. Uh, but it said it doesn't look that way, does it? Um, I think it's really sarcasm because he, he's a fun. He tends to have a lot of sarcastic things. Although the problem is, sometimes he will say serious things in the exact same sarcastic tone. But I'm pretty certain he's returning in the movie. Movie, but nonetheless, it'd be weird for them to leave him out. We have to humor the fact. The way they s- yeah, I mean, if they're leaving him out, that means like there was a crazy scheduling conflict or something. Like, there's no way they're leaving him out of the movie. But that does lead. Well, you me... could do um, you could do a Luke Skywalker in him till the end. <laughs> I mean, that's possible. It'd be kind of weird with him. Like, uh, people loved his character and people know his character at this point. But I'm not sure if it would be as rewarding, nor progressive for this for the story or surprising. Um, well, you, I mean, he. I think he's definitely coming. I don't think there's a. But I don't think really there's much of a chance that he isn't. But I mean, I could be wrong. Like you said, it could be a scheduling thing, or maybe they're maybe they're really like. They, Bayona came on and was like, you know what, I'm going to go a slightly different way with the sequel. I mean, that, that's you know? possible, though. Like, I mean, I really did, I enjoyed his character. Him and uh, Mizrani, I really, really enjoyed in Jurassic World. Like, really enjoyed. Their, their moments together were fantastic. Both of them played really cool characters. Um, obviously, we can't have more Mizrani because he died in a fiery helicopter crash. Oh, he did. Uh, so, yeah, I would love to have more Dr. Wu. Plus, there's a good reason wherever the story is leading is obviously going there with Dr. Wu. So when you said two separate groups, at least, you know, I imagine there's Wu's group and then there's Claire and Owen's group. Um, That's how I imagine things going. I have no idea where these guys fit into the picture. You know, you could have, they could be, they could be goons, they could be scientists, they could... (laughs) Hired goons. I mean, (laughs) uh, they could be... Uh, they could be, for all I know, goons. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think there's a lot of options. Oh, speaking of Simon Mizrani, what's also interesting is Rafe Rafe Spall. Um, he was in. He was in the laugh. The laugh of Pi. The the life of Pi. The laugh of the pie. laugh. So of he's pie. worked with um, Mizrani before. Yeah. Um, they have business connections. Yeah, you know. So let's talk about um, let's talk about Lucky. Oh, sorry, Lucy. I was like, lucky? All, the pronunciations are all over the place today. <laughs> um, I'm just reading a comment on your article, Chris, which we'll go into a sec, but uh, Jurassic Collectible, David, you said you said that you think Lucy is Owen and Claire's child. Well, I mean, the, the thing is a lot of people have kind of said, well, that, that can't be because of the time difference, but how do we know when this film is set? I don't know. That's definitely true. That, I mean, if it's ten years down the line, whether they're going back to Site B or either Nublar, then it being overgrown and run down is always cooler than it being sort of we just went there yesterday. Yeah. Um, um, so you know, it could be their daughter, but I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to go that way. I think that's a little too um, Hollywood. I, I guess mm. it, it, I think 
the kiss was enough for that, me. the kiss went too far <laughs> in my mind yeah already Jurassic Park is about relationships but not necessarily romance I, I think that you've seen these very complex and mature and intriguing relationships in Jurassic Park and in the Lost World and uh, I don't think that they're necessarily as on the nose and kind well, of in your face as it was in Jurassic World. So I think dialing it back a notch, making it a little bit more complex and rewarding and it not being the mainstay of the characters would be hmm. better for the film, in my opinion. The reason, the reason why I say it is you can sort of draw a comparison between like Ian Gold, um, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's character, <laughs> Ian... In the in the Lost World versus his character in Jurassic Park. In that first film, he's very, you know, happy-go-lucky and jokey. Could draw parallels to Owen. And then by the time you get around to the sequel, he's got a daughter. He's got responsibilities. Everything's much more grave. You could have a similar progression of character for Owen, where you know, he's kind of grown up, and so is Claire, and they've got a child to look after, and it yeah. adds more of a kind of emotional weight or sort of like you know like a, a, a problem if if something happens to that their child i'll be honest there's a colin trevorrow and i i can't source it because it was like right when the movie came out but uh there you know when people were kind of up in arms about claire's character uh there was a mm. comment like oh really and it was reading into the movie in a way that i never read into it and i think that it was unreasonable to read into that way but people thought that Colin Trevorrow's movie was supposed to say like every woman should have a child and this is the movie telling them to have it and Colin said uh, by no means was that the the idea and he definitely didn't see it as the end that Claire is going to go have a child like that's not the ending that he saw anyway and I think because of the commentary on all that I don't think that he was going for that anyhow but I think that because of the way that people read into some of those nuances in the film uh, I think that he's going to complexify it in a way that kind of goes, I told you guys, like you really read in way too deep. Um, and that's not the way we're going, but because I think that he realizes that it'll be all the more rewarding if he doesn't go in that direction anyhow, because Mm -hmm. everyone kind of expected it or perceived it that way. So I don't Mm -hmm. think that's one of the reasons why I don't think it's happening on top of that. We've never had huge time jumps before, but that doesn't mean it can't happen now. Hmm. I so let's, t- let's talk about your theory, Chris. Let's talk about the Lucy theory. Yeah. Um, by the way, callbacks so, are coming for that rule now. Oh, interesting. Okay, so so basically they've been casting for the role of Lucy, which is a nine-year-old, to give some background. This is, she's a, a young girl around the... Uh, Jesus Christ. She is a young girl around nine years of age. The girl playing Lucy must be at least nine years of age by February 2017, but cannot be over ten years old. It's very specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, they, they've sensitive... upped it to 11 now. Okay. But I'm hearing they might be going as young as eight as well. Okay. Mm. Um, She must be a sensitive and clever actress, capable of handling long and complex scenes. Lucy must be able to handle a range of emotions from tender moments with her father, that's the key, to anxiety, bravery, and shock. So you had some thoughts, Chris, on who her father might be. Yeah, now, like, here's one of the first things. In my article, I got this out of the way. And, um, you know, it is kind of baseless conjecture but it's fun to speculate but i think one of the things i want to say is uh a casting call mentioned mentions the father and names are lucy the name actually just might be placeholder um and the father role might just be generalizing whomever the character is just she's playing with it might not be a father you know whoever she's playing against it might not actually be a father but a different type of character who is playing a fatherly role but for the sake of discussion i'm assuming her name is lucy 
and it is actually her father um to kind of have a theory to go off of so (laughs) i'm not even sure how to summarize it because it's such an absurd and insane theory and that's why the article is so long um jack do you want to sum up what i kind of thought (laughs) yeah so basically it came down to the fact that you believe that dr Wu is lucy's father yeah um, which would help humanize his um, character. A character that they're turning into a, vi- uh, a villain. Yeah. Um, and it also makes it interesting because they'll obviously, be, if that's true, there'll obviously be a, a point in the movie where he has to make a decision mm-hmm. between, you know, something that his daughter cares about or between his daughter's safety and the dinosaurs that he's created. So it's interesting. And I think that's it's a very interesting because we have heard that um, some girls they have been casting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 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 Eurasian, right? Uh, yeah, I think we can say that. Uh, we we after the article hit, I think that we can say that we at least know of one or two people that were that would kind of add a little bit of credibility to the theory. Yeah. Um, however, I'm not sure if all of them were. Uh, someone actually, I just saw that said they uh, they recently got asked to do a self tape, so I think it was a uh, callback. And her mom said she has more of an unusual look, if that means anything. I have no idea what that means. But everyone who's gone to the casting for this have said that they believe... Unusual, she yeah. said, yeah? Everyone, they said they think that they're looking for a certain look. Well, you know, it's funny because in film, um, the the standard, what you would call pretty, attractive, standard face isn't what they go for you know a lot of actors have a very unique yeah very unique look to them so that's obviously i mean they cast uh younger i mean look at jacob trem tremblay tremblay um the kid in room mm-hmm. um he's 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 a little boy right but he's got kind of a, a feminine look he's got like the big sticky out ears and stuff but he's cute as shit yeah so it's like it stands out and i think that's it's kind of that plays a huge role in casting because you want someone that you want to look at mm. it isn't just a standard ordinary you know kind of yeah um, yeah i think that it is kind of important like tv casting uh, like especially like the cw oh my god they're casting everyone is just they look like chiseled like abercrombie models and it's ridiculous um yeah. people like that exist absolutely that's how they're casting them i'm not saying but it, it's i don't know it's absurd when you have a there's a very very hollywood pretty look that just when everybody looks like that it it's like you're seeing it's like this surreal weird fake land where everyone kind of <laughs> acts perfect and looks perfect and it just doesn't mesh yeah. it doesn't it doesn't mesh and by the way you get people that look it does, i don't mean unattractive or attractive it's not that it's just you no. unique versus versus generic i think is what i'm saying and i think it's good to go for unique looking people um yeah so your your theory though, Lucy, was very interesting in relation to Doctor Wu because <laughs> this is where it gets Lucy a little crazy. Is, yeah, this is you went on a bit of a tangent here, but Lucy is the name of a skeleton that was discovered, and it was a it, it was it predated our uh, human. Yeah, a lot of people thought it was a missing link. It was it's a really really important yeah. scientific discovery. It's not the missing link, but it is a, it's one of the earliest hominids that existed. Um, I think it's Australopithecus. Yeah. Uh, 
and and obviously they only discovered what less than half of the skeleton but, yeah, but that the is hip bones different mm-hmm. the, the, the skull is different it's, and that's quite and a lot actually you know lucy because they believe that she was a little girl yeah they're able they, they i think by like the hip bones and a few other things they're able to determine that it, it is a girl a female um so nonetheless based on genetic yeah based on the whole theory of mm-hmm. jurassic park and the whole what dr wu stands for he would call his kid Lucy. Yeah, and because I mean, like, I mean there's a fossil of a three million year old thing, and this is a franchise of extinct creatures in the past. So the name Lucy, kind of like for me, with my scientific background, my love of dinosaurs and everything like that, the, Lucy, the name Lucy immediately triggered. I'm like Lucy, and it's weird because if it were any other franchise, I would never draw this connection, and I'm probably just you know looking for a connection where it doesn't exist and i said that in the article you're giving them the connection yeah and i said that in the article <laughs> producers read it and were like oh yeah, <laughs> like, oh, yeah it's, it's, this guy's a little crazy but i like it um so yeah basically one of the things that i thought was like well what character in the franchise would name their daughter after that finding it didn't seem right for grant it definitely didn't seem right for malcolm uh, I I just don't feel like Owen and Claire are gonna have a child, at least not in this movie. And mm. I just couldn't help but keep landing on Doctor Wu because I believed mm. you, you don't cast the daughter character unless you already have the father character. You don't cast a daughter until you know who she's already playing against. So my theory is they've already had the father lined up for some time, and that's mm. how I kind of landed on Doctor Wu. And that's uh, cool. I think it's a way that we can maybe humanize him. Uh, also, I was disc- oh, shoot, I don't know who I was talking with. But it was another thought that I had, and he had as well. And it, this would be breaking a rule of Jurassic World, uh, the Jurassic franchise. But it's also feasibly thinking, what if this is a character that existed in the past? Like, that's no longer with us. Maybe Lucy doesn't make it a long time ago. And it's what allowed Dr. Wu to become kind of a hollow version of himself oh, cool. oh you mean he took he took her to the island in 94 when he went to something retrieve. you know or maybe and she well, see, the other thing i was thinking is what if she didn't die by dinosaurs what if she just died by disease what if one of the reasons dr Wu is willing to do what he's willing to do is because he wants the funding to further his research and help people not go through what he's gone through before maybe he felt like he was restrained by just making dinosaurs for a theme park he wasn't allowed bring his, he wasn't allowed bring his daughter back well you know i don't think it's that but i think it's the <laughs> maybe they're trying to give strength like you say to, to the idea give them of motivation meddling with human yeah. dna so that we we buy it more by the third chapter i don't think we're going yeah. that route either to be honest i certainly hope they're I, not but that's i mean you mentioned what if she didn't die because blah, blah blah disease it it's, way it's, it's a good to reason for back. him to have maybe reason to work with engine and do their craziness because for him maybe he's furthering his research in a direction that Ms. Ronnie didn't allow and maybe mm. he he entertained the world but now he wants to save the world or change the world so we have a reason for him being hollow emotionally because he lost mm. his daughter and we have a reason for him to That's be up to nefarious deeds because for him it's a way to better the world it's kind of the necessary evil so it, it could motivate his character and explain his character and that is a direction that I've been humoring but again, mm. it, that would mean that she existed. That would mean that we would have flashbacks, and that would mean that we'd be breaking a pretty big role for the franchise. And I'm just not sure if that's going to happen. But it's interesting because you could have a reason to explain the way he is now or a way mm. to help humanize him now. So you, you, I think that it would be a rewarding character nonetheless. And this is just all speculation, so she's probably just going to be like Rafe Spall's daughter at this point. But, yeah. you know, it's fun. It, it's fun to speculate Rafael Rafi. she 
she could um, be a sort of um, an emotional sounding board for Wu dying. So, like, Wu, we always speculated that Wu was going to mm-hmm. die because he dies in the original novel. And he's, it still feels to me like he's kind of got sins to pay for. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. So, I wonder if he's going to be killed off, but his daughter's going to be there to witness it. That would be. Kind of yeah. make it more emotionally, you know, poignant. Yeah, because you're also torn because it's kind of his fault in a way. Yeah. yeah. It's like he deserves what he's got coming to him, but then, you know, other people don't see that. He has a kid. She doesn't know he's a Yeah, mm. in, in exactly. Maybe yeah, that's interesting. That, that, that could play a role. That could play an interesting or, part. Or, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it's a way, maybe she's still alive, but maybe she's dying, and maybe this is a way to further his research to save her. Oh, yeah. Maybe he, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it gives him stakes for him. It gives him a reason well, to be what he is, and there's actually humanity to him. And it makes sense, and I think I think that it's important, especially in this franchise, to really humanize the characters and make them complex and not just kind of two-dimensional. And I feel like Wu, in a lot of ways in Jurassic World, did kind of feel two-dimensional. Um, mm. he, he kind of felt like the mad evil scientist, and even though he never necessarily seemed evil, it was sort of just the tone that he was presented in. Yeah, I like the idea that her death or something has given him motivation to to do what he's done to kind of because that's the one thing about watching Jurassic World is always a bit jarring is like he suddenly and I know he would have changed as a person over that time but it felt like he'd suddenly grown in confidence and flamboyantness so he'd kind of become this character that when I first watched the original film it was just like a bit part where he was just this casual guy in the background with a clipboard and now suddenly he was like he was like, I don't know, he changed a lot for me. Yeah, um, and, and it'd be nice to see some of that change. Yeah, why? You know, if they are going the flashback route, they, they need. it would be nice for them to fill in the gaps. And, and you've got his background that that um, Jack Owens and, and Tim wrote on the Mizrani website. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, there's history there. So I think it's interesting. But I think I'm going to ask you, David, what do you think now? I, I can't, we obviously asked you this question at the time, but what do you think now is the sequel going to be about? What do you think is going to happen? I don't know. It's the the thing I keep on coming back to is the open source part. Um, in my mind, that kind of makes me think that you know someone's got hold of the genetic material and is doing something with it externally from Jurassic Park, and that's that's a cool idea. And it kind of makes me think: what if there's like I don't know? I I, I watched um, what was it uh, Ex Machina recently? Oh and, man, great movie! And the oh, man. and the opening of that is really lovely, where he's flying in in a helicopter, and you've got this lovely forest and very isolated. It was it was it was definitely a callback to Jurassic Park. I think the director loves Jurassic Park, and also yeah, he, yeah. he even as he was unpacking his things, he had a Barbasol can on the <laughs> yeah man, on the it's side. totally and the way it drops him there. Imagine being dropped on like yeah sword. right yeah. Right, there you go, buddy. Good luck. So what? It got me thinking is it doesn't matter what the environment is as long as you sell this feeling of isolation i wonder if it's going to be some sort of futuristic complex in another part of the world um, maybe in mainland europe or something where they're developing the next set of dinosaurs and they want to do it better than they did with jurassic park i i mean i don't know that might be too far and they but i feel like they need to tie it somehow with the old islands and then move away from that yeah. and go to this new yeah this new could complex. be the bridge movie this could be the one that bridges that kind of setup for jurassic world yeah. 3 mm. but it's interesting you say about they need to establish the isolation i was when i was in hawaii um 
I was walking through the bamboo forest with Sean and we just visited a, a really nice like hidden waterfall. Everywhere I looked, I was like, I am in Jurassic Park right <laughs> it's now. So and cool. Genuinely, I, we were talking about, I was like, you know, what, di- what did Jurassic World leave out that made you not think it was a Jurassic? It didn't feel as much as a Jurassic movie. It was the feeling of isolation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't matter where it's set, where it is. Like you said, Ex Machina, as soon as you're flying over those, those canopies, those trees... It's brilliant. You're like, we are in the middle of nowhere. And then they drop him, the helicopter flies off, and he is alone. Mm-hmm. And you've already established that this movie, he, you know, the isolation feeling. And that's something I did feel that Jurassic World left out. Um, it didn't have that isolation feeling. Yeah, and that's, and that's so by crucial design. to the franchise. That's, and that's... that was the original park was that whole thing that they were a group of tourists going around the park that hadn't been finished yet. It, it, and it a, wasn't it open was yet. Staff crew. had left. Has yeah. that sort of Westworld, band, not new Westworld, old Westworld, sort of um, like not fully like open, sort of yeah, very yeah. like abandoned and, and sort of <clears throat> derelict. And, you know, it's, I think there was something cool about that because you're like, I'm, I'm trapped on this really cool theme park, but yeah. I'm essentially alone with dinosaurs and that's it for miles. Um, you know, that feeling of Grant, you know, mounting the hill with um, Timmy and Lex. And it's oh, just no one, yeah. no one around for miles. Exactly. It's that- we flew over, we flew over that. Not, obviously, I didn't know the exact bit, but we flew over those sort of red uh, mountains. Oh, so amazing. Dude, it's and it's like, insane. But that moment, you kind of, I think what Jurassic Park did for me, at least when I saw it as a child, was that it honestly felt like you traveled back in time. That island was like this bubble of time travel and you were going back and seeing these things alive that once existed that, millions mm-hmm. of years ago now that thread was lost in Jurassic World because yes. you, you were dealing with something that was a fabrication and I think for me that that took me out of the original I, feeling of, of Jurassic Park, that we weren't kind of observing things I and think... seeing things brought to life and maybe it's because we've already done that but I kind of feel like that mm. was the, at the heart of the original Jurassic Park was looking at things I don't, that once existed millions of years ago. I don't think it has anything to do with already doing that because you can watch plenty of movies that show you things that you've seen before. Um, Jungle Book, even. We've all seen nature documentaries. And by the way, each nature documentary can still wow me if the production values are there. Uh, even if they aren't there, I still, I mean, I still love about to learn. Earth too, yeah, so. <laughs> but... Um, you know, I don't think it was that. I think it was the fact that everything kind of felt manufactured and placed there, like you said. Even in the case of the dinosaur encounters, all the herbivore encounters, nothing felt real about them to me. Something felt like mm-hmm. that gyrosphere scene fell flat, and it's because everything felt like it was perfectly placed. None of the animals were acting yeah, like it was just a show. None of them felt like real animals to me. It felt like uh, it felt like I had VR goggles on, and I was supposed to be watching it from their perspective, like looking around, and be like, and it's right there to my left, and it's towering over me, and it's to my right, and look at it, it's walking right in front of me perfectly, and then it just it did not feel real, and I've never had that problem, uh, not with at least. Jurassic Park or the Lost World. I think what scene had that problem was the uh, river scene in Jurassic mm. Park 3 when the brachiosaurs were all perfectly placed and all the other animals. That didn't feel real to me. But, um, and I think. Yeah, that, I think, that shot in, in Jurassic 3 is a little. It, it sort of is. It fits a little weird. Yeah, and. Um, still better than the sort of brachio stuff in. Oh, sorry, the. Wait, what is it in. Um, in Jurassic World, uh, Apatosaurus. Uh, yeah, it's sort of. I prefer the Jurassic scene, even though the Brachiosaurus. I don't really is prefer weird. either one of them. And like, even like when they then start making the gyrosphere go fast, and all the animals are running around them, and the stegosaurs are like flying, like they're running like a little speed demon. Um, that that whole scene just 
go speed yeah, race and that whole scene just <laughs> kind of falls flat on. I think it's like honestly could have been a really great scene I, I think it really just comes down to how they animated them where they placed them what they looked like um, it just didn't work for me those scenes were kind of I really enjoyed the concept of them the execution fell flat in my mind and then I think everything else kind of comes together until you have the Pteranodons which then once again felt a little they felt a little too villainous uh, well, now we're going. Now we're going <laughs> yeah. down the route of dissecting but Jurassic. Let's not. World. Let's talk. I, so I, I just came back from. Uh, I just I played PlayStation VR for the first time at my friend's house, and the only thing I could think of, obviously, you know, crazed Jurassic fan is, is Jurassic Park's always running through our mind. But seriously, Jurassic Park needs a VR game. Yeah. How genuinely? Like, I mean, VR is amazing. I had a great. It time. is, but I don't think it's the future um, of gaming. I really, really do not think it's the future of gaming. I think VR has a place in gaming. I think it has a place I think, in you know, like the Wii and the Wii Fit and people getting up and running around. No one wants to do exercise when they're playing games and it will never catch on. That's why Nintendo is never going to work. But PlayStation VR, I think it has a, I think it has a role. Uh, I think it'll be very special type of games that get I, games. It, it's, a, it's, kind of, it's not a, as much of a fad as 3D I is, for example. Think, no, I think that 3D will be around to stick longer than uh, VR in terms of gaming. Um, well, 3D gaming is not really a thing, I guess. Um, no, 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 but um, yeah, I think VR is going to be a form of now. entertainment that is really going to be embraced in ways that are unique and awesome. Like events Eve- kind yeah. of thing. Um, I don't think it's going to be the future of home entertainment the way people have built it. I, I think that maybe... Um, I don't know, man. This PlayStation VR is, is... I know a lot of people who bought them. I just, I honestly genuinely do not believe... Because it's, it's a very form, very intriguing sense of isolation. Um, and that that's sort of that's Perfect sort of the point. Movie. That's sort of the point. But I'm not sure if it's going to because of that. I'm not sure if it's going to get mainstream acceptance for uh, in the house, cutting yourself off from your entirety. Uh, it just, I don't know. I'm not quite sold that VR is the future of home entertainment. Uh, I do think it's the okay, future. I do think it's the future cool of entertainment. Though. Would be. I, I think just in different ways. Yeah. If you were to take a, a Jurassic Park VR tour and you oh did everything God. that happened in the first movie, that would just be probably the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Or if you just could. Just and actually, explore. I think there's a whole like there's a whole company that like Telltale Games is you know in terms of the way that they specialize in storytelling, you could have a whole company that just does movie vr remakes yeah and it just they you just walk through the film you know playing it i don't know if you guys have read ready player one i have um, not I have read it, it no but in in the novel there is like scenes where the character has to walk through the guy who created the virtual reality system his like favorite films and he has to like walk mm-hmm. through like war games and recite the lines from the movie and like you know go i don't know if it would go to that level but. that's interesting though making making you sort of jurassic park vr and it, it's the movie it's but the movie yeah like you're playing you know, as somebody and, and for every movie you know indiana jones mm-hmm. you know star wars that's interesting you know, but I mean at the end of the day like you said it's early days right now they only have like demos and some games aren't fleshed out and there's there's four games coming out but Jurassic Park VR something just get us on well, the, the VR experience and get us with walking the around was fantastic I, I know yeah see and what happened to that why isn't that well, I think that on Playstation VR I, or Samsung they did it? release it for free on Samsung um but yeah it was very short it was like two minutes but it was really cool um I think one of the coolest things that for me, the Apatosaurus animated more rewardingly, and it looked better than the film version. Um, it was sleeping. Yeah, and the Jeep. Yeah, it awesome. was sleeping by, and uh, there, it had its nest. It wakes up. 
It walks over to you, and then it goes up on its legs like the Abrachiosaur from the uh, first movie, and it grabs some brush, and then the tail whoosh. Um, it, it just it animated so beautifully, and it felt like a real animal. Um, it's weird because I criticized that Jurassic World scene for fe- feeling like a VR experience, and then the VR experience, I say, felt like a real animal. It, it is kind of ironic. Uh, but then again, it's just probably Googled because I was viewing Jurassic it through its Park. intended median. And I just felt like the gyrosphere um, experience didn't feel right. It felt fake. Yeah, felt I, like they were holograms put there for uh, Gray and well, Zach to believe it's back, real. Going back to the isolation idea, I mean, I, I look at Jurassic World kind of and think, like, well, what if I were making this, what would I change? And I think it would be hard to do the the tour like they did in the first film because people would say you're just copying the first film exactly but you could have that feeling of isolation by having everyone safely evacuated from the island early on leaving just Chris Pratt and the two boys because the two boys would need to stay with Claire so you would actually get more of a feeling of isolation like the original island did and um, it's a very easy change to make that you know in the screenplay um, but I think maybe the Pteranodon attack brought that brought the, you know the need for the guests to stay on the island back in. I don't know, but it just feels like that would be a massive change. It would just make the, the island feel really isolated, like it did in the first film. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, and I've just um, found something really interesting. I searched Jurassic Park VR, and obviously came up with so you can get it for free on Oculus Rift. But somebody has done a VR for their Oculus Rift, which is the original Jurassic Park Gates. I'm looking at it right oh, really? now. Ooh. And it's pretty goddamn cool. Um, I don't know if this is a. I don't know what this is exactly. I'll link you guys. Just the gates. It's cli- uh, it looks like yeah, in-game gates. There's I can see fences, Ooh. and then there's the raptor pen which he's currently working on. So this is obviously yeah, a fan has made this. Yeah, I mean that stuff doing... is absolutely awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. I think VR is fantastic. I think it's really cool. If I get a pair, oh, he says. I will... Sorry, yeah, he says the game. If you can call it that, will take you on a tour of the park yeah. from inside a Ford Explorer, and will also. He hopes to add a free roam mode. Now, this was 2013, so I don't know. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> That's probably a died huge out, but... undertaking. To be fair, a lot of times these people have these great ideas because they have the talent. But the undertaking is just way too big to actually make it become a reality. You know, this small Mm. skeleton crew, self-budget, self-time, take like 20 years. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I just just went on Jurassic-Life.com because somebody somebody on that forum put, check this puppy out, son. Um, (laughs) Oh, there's more pictures, man. So he's done the raptor. He's done the raptor pit. How would you visit that inside, though? car and just drive by i think that must have been a way (laughs) just tumble down the hill in the car yeah i don't know man did you visit there on your trip to 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 kwai no we um we only had a day in kwai unfortunately Uh, and we um, apparently we were asking we were trying to go there and we were we were asking about it and they were like no the traffic is going to set you back you were not going to have time so because the helicopter tour was about three hours right because you do you do landing at the waterfall as well the waterfall guys yeah, that is... Was, did you think when you were there that it was smaller? I thought, I thought it looked small. You, um, I think maybe because they use, obviously, you know, Spielberg uses a wide-angle lens for all of these shots to make it look more dramatic. And I don't know, man. I didn't really... Like, it's not as tall as you think it is. I, I don't know. It's tall as hell, though, man. It is tall. It is tall. I have a, I have a super-wide um, camera lens, which is how I was able to get well, it. Well, what about the width of that ravine bit that it's in? Like, Oh, oh, it's... it's Yeah, no, it's... I mean, it's overgrown now. 
Um, and it's like you couldn't get cars back. It there. looks small, doesn't it? Like width, it's, width it's wise. small. It's a small area. But what was interesting is the guide was telling me um, that you can the original the the so the landing pad was floating. It was a floating device, and because a few days before they had some real rough weather, um, Hawaii, uh, it, it it was try, it was almost like it was almost not capsizing but floating away. So they had to I think in during the filming they were like holding it. <laughs> trying or whatever but he said apparently parts of the original landing pad are, uh, were left yeah, at the other side of the, and I was like can I go grab some <laughs> can, I, can I go get something um, but it was yeah what seriously did you, did that, you get think, some no you can't you li- literally can't, can't get across and we went on a day that was do you know it was really sweet actually somebody proposed when we were there wow um, at the waterfall I was like hanging back and I was like what's going on what's going on up front and then I was like oh my god he's proposing <laughs> yeah. but it was a really kind of heavy flow of water that day and it, you couldn't get near it without getting soaked i'm absolutely drenched in the pit. i can't remember when it was i was i think i was watching the making of jurassic park and um there's a bit in the middle where they showed some of the filming at that waterfall but just prior to it they kind of show the road getting there yeah and i can't remember i'm gonna have to go back and watch it but they seem to pan across from one side to the other and I could see the waterfall in the distance. And then I could see, like, a part of the T-Rex set where the car comes out of. And I was kind of like, oh. It was kind of like giving me an idea of the geography of the two sets and how they were joined together. Um, oh, is that right? Yeah, it was, like, it was like, it was like you'll see it in the documentary. It's like a dirt road just pointing, going towards the waterfall. And you can see the waterfall in the dif- distance. And they're, like, carrying bits of set towards it. And then as they as they pan across, it, it, I'm pretty sure it's like pointing to somewhere nearby that looks like where they were filming the T-Rex part. So I'm kind of like, oh, right. So, I mean, they wouldn't have been filming it on the same day, but it's just kind of like, I think it would... i got to check that out, man. I didn't even notice because it's not... There isn't really a road or anything like in the whole area. I mean, Blue it, Hole very is, is miles away from there, but I just got a feeling of the geography of where they were coming from. I, I'm yeah. going to have to go back and watch it, but... Um, yeah, it's, uh, it yeah. Check out cool. the the photo. I, by the way, these photos are on the Hawaii write up I did on Jurassic Outpost. But check out the one I just sent you through Skype, guys. You can see the other side of the river. You can see blocks um, and what looks like mouldy wood and stuff. Apparently, that's all in under that foliage. There is all parts of the original land. He's got a swim there. Come on, that was a short little swim. <laughs> where, he wouldn't let me, man. <laughs> where, where's the block? Where's the blocks that you're talking about? Uh, so you see how the what would you call it where the water's rushing off the yeah, edge yeah. Um, if you follow that and then you get to the wall go left and then you'll see um, the long tall piece of wood yes. oh yes yeah. poking out uh, yeah sort of poking out that's apparently um, what I would imagine is you know how the landing pad had um, oh, I'm trying to remember what it's called so these and you know also these bits that are sticking out of the waterfall these poles that are kind of like that, yeah, they part? apparently that's where it held, it was kept in place. So they would have had to have added that for the film. They would have had to. Have... I think so. Yeah. Um, if you look at it, I mean, even the see... shape of it looks like they've added something to, like a little wall there to kind of. Yeah, to kind of contain. Did they build this it's wall weird, but... as well? This whole little wall here. Did they build that? I mean, maybe. I'm look. If you look at it, uh, the screenshot like from the movie, you can see how it's so different. The, the landing pad kind of sits on the wall. So yeah, I would imagine that wall was built. Interesting. We need to contact it. like um, Michael Lantieri or Rick Carter yeah. and see if they remember. Yeah, like what... detail it for us, man. Yeah. 
people. That's it. That's one thing. Like, and also, I don't know if you've ever seen um, that picture. Somebody, a fan, visited the waterfall and they took their Barbasol camera. Yeah, I've seen that one. It's a really famous picture. It's like, <laughs> well, they've they've got that picture up in the helicopter office. Oh, right. That's... And it, and I, the woman was telling me about it. She was like, "Oh yeah, we love all the fan stuff." And like, yeah. It's, the first thing I thought about that is how did they get that on the plane? Yeah, true, man, true. Right. Although I guess it's not. No, that's interesting. They probably put it in their suitcase. <laughs> yeah, but they, they just didn't get checked, I suppose. Maybe. Or maybe yeah. they, they maybe weird... they live on the island. Maybe they're local to the island. Maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, we. Um, I've got to spend more time on Kauai. It's a gorgeous island. It's it's way more Jurassic than Jurassic uh, than sorry than Oahu is. It's just it oh just yeah, feels more, oh yeah, it, it, more like New Blood. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah. On island. that note, um, the different islands, everything like that. We, we've you know we were speculating earlier that uh, Sorna might show up. If Sorna does show up, do you think they'll film um, in the California redwoods? Oh, I hope so. Again, because I think that's something that we need to keep our eyes on. Because you know we know they're filming in Hawaii and we know that they're filming in uh, London for uh, Pinewood Studios. You know, filming there. Uh, but I, I wonder where else they may end up filming that we don't necessarily know about. But I wouldn't be surprised if some more filming ha- happens elsewhere. Um, um, what can you remember when they filmed The Lost World? Which which uh, islands were they filming on, and also which films, which um, islands are they filming on for for Jurassic World Two? Oh, I asked Colin that in the interview, and he wouldn't tell me because <laughs> he was he said if if I tell you where we're filming or which island we're filming on, you're going to know what we're what we're returning <laughs> to. He was oh. like, you guys know the island too much. <laughs> oh, so if it's Kauai, then it's Jurassic Park, isn't it? Technically, yeah, I would imagine um, that's kind of how it goes because most of, well, a lot of Jurassic World was on Oahu, um, and and Jurassic Park as well, actually. So if they say Oahu, no, Jurassic. The only scene that was filmed from Jurassic Park on Oahu was the Gallimimus, and that was by accident. That was because of the. But that's storm very specific. That that. That's probably the only island that that like draw, like if you said Oahu, then you'd go, oh, then we know you're going back to Jurassic Park, not the Lost World. Oh yeah, you see yeah, what I mean? for sure. In terms of for sure. logic. That's why I wouldn't tell us. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, think it's Oahu then. <laughs> I mean, it might be. Honestly, I mean, it could be. Hell, it could be both islands. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I, really hard to say at this point. If they can, if they're trying to link the trilogy again, they're trying to, you know, make you remember the first three films. Then it's safe to say maybe they are going back to both islands. And if they if this is the goodbye to the islands then seeing both of them makes a lot of sense yeah that's true and I think they're going to like want to point back to the old films as much as possible before they move off of them you know definitely have some more uh, but we need to get to some new yeah new locations a little bit I mean Hawaii does have some crazy locations and crazy but it has some beautiful locations that necessarily I wouldn't say are defined by either one of the movies that we've seen yet and I think that there's a good opportunity to maybe go to some different areas. That... Yeah, I mean, the Big Island has a massive volcano. Yeah, there. I mean, even just like yeah. filming around that up, type man. of atmosphere would give it a very different look, whether or not you had it as a volcano or not. Uh, we know that one exists on the island because of the map, um, and the websites acknowledge it. But, uh, I mean... If we'll see it is another story, but that would be interesting. That'd be fun. I, I just I think that even if it isn't a thing, just filming around one in reality, like in the real world, could just give a different yeah just, sort of harsher yeah ground. it just yeah like, it gives it a harsher it, look. Even you, you doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be volcanic, but it would just be interesting to look at dark rock yeah. kind of thing. 
ancient futures guys well listen it was great to speak to you both david thanks for coming on thank you for where having can me people check out i mean most people listening to this know who you are but where can we check out your stuff youtube.com forward slash jurassic collectibles uh and you can find my uh twitter and facebook if you if you google uh jurassic collectibles yeah. you'll find me um check it out seriously some of the i mean one of my favorite collections out there you have some insane stuff have you got any of chronicles products no not yet they haven't released one yet no they're just about oh okay have they're, you pre-ordered they're just about to ship the t-rex bust and the only reason i didn't get that is because i already own one yeah that was they did a great job with it but it was a weird product to start with if i'm being entirely honest um just because yeah. a lot of collectors have already purchased them as bootlegs before they're avail- available officially or exactly exactly um, but uh, some of their other products coming up are amazing. And... The T Rex Breakout. Um, I'm well. I'm actually I'm, I'm I'm in talks with them, and they they've already agreed to to send a sample for review. So that's whoa, so, no way. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah, so that will be on Jurassic Collectibles. But I need to talk to them more about. I mean, I think they're so far off that they're not worrying too much about things right now. I I, I wouldn't expect to see yeah. T Rex Breakout till next year. I'm assuming. Yeah, I know, we're um, not going to see that shipping until next year. Um, but the it, one I'm really excited about is the night vision goggles. If I'm honest, because um, that's something. Yeah, you're more of a prop dude, right? Like the props from the movie. You've got the ticket that was made for the restaurant that never. <laughs> yeah, out. yeah, the same. In Costa Rica, the, the same one. Yeah, it's it, the most unique product from any well, <laughs> any family. You know, I can yeah. say, I can say this um, because Paul said it on the forums, uh, the uh, statue forums. He's announced. He said he's admitted that there's a cane a Hammond's cane in development and uh, I've, I've seen the prototypes I've, I've actually held some oh, of the prototypes yeah. and well at Chronicles mm-hmm. uh, wow. and uh, they're, they're beautiful so uh, that's really all I can say for now but yeah the fact that he, he did admit on the forums that that is something that's happening so I don't know when it's going to happen but it, it is happening so that's something hopefully that's soon, something to that's really look forward to I've got a little bit yeah, of um, it's cast off it's cast off you. the official one it's cast off of the real thing. oh wow so it's one okay, it's that's... 100% a perfect replica not wow. you know how there's a lot of other ones out there but there are people making approximations this one's cast I mean the amber egg is the exact shape the cane's wow. the exact shape every crack so yeah. Gosh, that's going to be expensive. That's cool. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too too worried about that. But I got hit, I, hit us with the trivia. I got man. a bit of prop trivia. So you know that I uh, own the Samuel Jackson arm, and <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, I can't believe that's and, insane. And, and 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 the leg. Now the leg is interesting because yeah, yeah. it's in it's in the storyboards, mm-hmm. and the, the leg shows signs of wear. So they did shoot something with the leg. Uh, on, oh, for God's sake! On, more deleted scenes on the set. So yeah, she did. And actually, if you look at that, she gets an ankle injury, doesn't she? And it, it isn't explained. So mm. I kind of think she trips over the leg. That's where her ankle gets. Uh, oh, that would cool. be yeah, yeah. Um, so that makes sense. Th- that scene was supposed to be a lot longer. We know mm-hmm. that. Well, yeah, yeah. We, were supposed, we were supposed to see him die. But the guy screen. who made the arm and the leg, he also made the goat that falls on the roof of the. Land Rovers. I've always thought that was a slab of meat, to be honest with you. No, he he sculpted it. He was hired by Stan Winston to make all these. I just thought that was a slab of meat, because the way it looks so perfectly like a slab of meat. It does, yeah. And I think because it's hairy and stuff, I suppose they wanted it to look really grisly, and they kind of said, like, yeah, we'll get someone to sculpt it so it looks really genuine. I don't know. So, yeah, so it's a guy called Lance Anderson who was a close friend of 
um, Stan Winston. I think he's still good friends with um, Matt Winston as well. But he uh, went back to the set after they shot the T-Rex main road attack. And one of the higher up folk who'd worked on the film had nabbed the goat. And uh, he was a bit annoyed because he wanted to take it home with him. like, where's the goat? So, yeah. so when they shot <laughs> the bit with Samuel Jackson's arm, he made sure that he went to the set. And then when they finished shooting, he went, oh, and just took it. And <laughs> yeah. sure. well, that's mine. That, and, that one's and that's mine. that's the story, like why they're still, because then they were passed on to his son. And that's mm-hmm. basically who I, I got them through prop store, but from his son, essentially. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, that's that's really cool that you've got that. Yeah, but it's just a nice story about him kind of making these things and trying to get them back off the set, and then like one of the pro- <laughs> one of the producers yeah. went down and went yoink. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's funny that happens, and it's also not funny. When I was at the uh, premiere, the after party for Jurassic World, um, yeah. so it was the premiere night. They had all these props and everything all around, and um, they had the, uh, the egg incubators, the real ones used in the movie. They're all around, all the different, like, by the bars and everything like that. And they had the eggs Whoa. in them, and a lot of them were open. As the night went on, people started taking the eggs. And, like, oh suddenly you started looking at incubators, God. and there were no eggs left in them. By the end of the night, somehow people had taken almost every single egg. And I don't know how security didn't stop yeah, them. Yeah, cheers for the egg, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, no, it was funny, because I was, you know, I was one of the last people to That was leave. the best Easter ever. I was one of the last <laughs> yeah. people to leave, you know, I was there with Jack and Tim, and, like, the guys from the Universal uh, team, really nice people, by the way, they're like, they're like, where the hell are the eggs? And they're like, they started like, they're like, what, what are people doing? Like, I think they're able to save a few, but they're just like, are you kidding me? Like, just Well, they, they should have done what they did on Jurassic Park. They've all got holes in the bottom where they tied them down. <laughs> they, yeah. they tied them all down to the set, so they should have done the same thing. They should have been like, you know... But is that what they did? On yeah, they've all got holes in the bottom. I'm not sure yeah. if they if it just like sat on things. But and also, I've got a discarded casting of one of the eggs. And the reason why it wasn't used is because the resin welled on one side of the egg, um, which makes me think that one of the director's comments or whoever was, you know, saying about this, they wanted the eggs to be upright. Ah, okay, yeah, I see. What so you that's mean. why I think there's a hole on the bottom so that they're all tied down so they look upright because in that scene they're all kind of upright in the in the. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they're sitting on little um something to kind of keep them like in a nice uniform, like keep them uniformly upright rather than sort of leaning and falling that way i get the feeling that was like a a comment or a note that someone said like make sure the eggs are upright because they look better like that you know it's kind of makes sense yeah so um, yeah yeah it's cool well hey um yeah david it was great to have you on yeah great to be on thanks for having me guys we said a few minutes ago (laughs) check out uh, youtube.com forward slash jurassic collectibles um, looking forward to your video when when chronicle are able to send you oh me too yeah indeed yeah um absolutely I definitely I can't want to wait see that. to see it, and wait. same with the cane. I want, you know, it'd be amazing to secure the cane as well. But I'd have to talk to them. I'm imagining these uh, are years off in the future. I don't know the cane. Uh, like Chris said, I, held, yeah. I mean, I know what's going on with the cane, and I can't say much beyond that. Um, but I can't. I can tell you. Exists. Yeah, I can tell you it exists, and I don't know exactly when it's going to come out though, because I'm not sure if that's exactly been figured out. But it does exist, and the reason why I could say this because he's said so on the statue forum. So that's something to yeah, look forward to. You can read it on there. Yeah. Awesome. Brilliant. Well, hey, uh, thanks again, David. Thanks, and, guys. Uh, yeah, check out JurassicOutpost.com for all, all the latest casting news. By the time we, I'm sure there'll this, be something new at this point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I'll try and get this episode up quickly. Um, but yeah, farewell and thank you for listening. So long and thanks for all the fish. <laughs>